You know, it's interesting, uh, we hear a lot uh, about Islamophobia. Well, I like the bumper sticker that says, you can't be Islamophobic against people that want to kill you. So that's what I believe, and I, I truly believe that um, the Crusades hundreds of years ago that took place um, in Iraq. I believe that these people have been waiting for centuries to amass power to get the stars lined up in a certain way where they can spread their influence, uh, have their hegemony reach throughout the globe, and especially here in the West. The West is a big, big prize. If the West can be subdued and brought into submission, then the rest of the world will follow uh, suit. So here we are. We are uh, poised to bring in Sharia law. We're poised to bring in uh, radical Islam into our government, our communities, our municipalities, our armed forces, our legislature, our judiciary. And uh, we are on a march to death. This is a suicide march unlike anything that there has ever, ever been, where a culture, a people, a group of nations um, reared in a Western culture, Western civilization, with God as the masthead and deliberate individual freedoms. These are the very people that are buying and succumbing to the silence uh, of his love. And it's hard to believe here in our day, now, at this very moment, as I speak, the amount of people that A, either know nothing about what I've just been talking about for the last minute, or are B, absolutely malleable, compliant, in terms of accepting his love. And all of this is coming about through multiculturalism. The multiculturalists are the true communists. They knew that communism would never, ever get a uh, toehold in, uh, in the United States. And so they started with progressive.
was not Theodore Herzl who created Zionism. It was Theodore Herzl's great great grandfather who stood by the rivers, and you can fill in the name of the country, the rivers of tears in France or in Germany or in England. He said, someday we will come home. Someday we will return home. You know, you can tell evil because it always wants to destroy joy. Evil sees joy as its arch enemy. Everybody thinks that evil sees good as its arch enemy, but good is, is not as much a threat as happiness because happiness removes the impetus to do evil. Melancholy, sadness uh, is, is what drives people to do evil things. It was, uh, people do bad things like crime out of desperation. People aren't born 
just ready to, oh, well, I'm ready to rob, rape, and kill. <clears throat> but if they think in their mind that they're the victim and that something bad is happening to them, whether it is really bad or not, but if they perceive that they're on the losing side in some way, they will at least consider evil. So, of course, uh, the enemies of God always try to attack around the Jewish holidays. Uh, we're going to talk about this in a macrocosm and a microcosm, uh, but first we're going to go uh, to the microcosm. And uh, the microcosm of Jew hatred, and I think you can go back over previous episodes where I don't prefer to use the term anti-Semitism because it's a German word uh, that essentially uh, whitewashes the fact that, that it is, it's hatred of Jews. It's what it is. Um, let's talk about that at the, the local level. So um, <clears throat> recently, uh, this week, I found uh, some rather uh, annoying, I guess, uh, stickers in downtown Peoria. Um, the sticker in question was for the National Justice Party in JP. If you don't know who that is, uh, you're about to. Uh, it's straight up neo-Nazis. So it's a family affair. Uh, this guy, Warren, that you're about to see, uh, and his father, which is immediately after him, are two of the biggest voices, as well as Warren's wife. <clears throat> and they also uh, have the uh, social media expertise of uh, the guys from The Right Stuff, Mike Pinovich and uh, his underlings. So um, this is, of course, uh, questionably uh organic <laughs> uh neo nazis are never 100% organic um obviously there's some backstory there's the indication that this guy's dad did raise him to be this way considering that his father uh is the you know other speaker that's that's very prominent in their group but uh, there may be more to it than that. <clears throat> In any case, any type of socialism, uh, but especially national socialism, uh, is definitely uh, not welcome uh, in these parts. Uh, this is a uh, multiracial community, and most of the people here uh, go to church. Uh, they do not go to uh, Nazi rallies. Uh, when Matt Hale was out here, he had a small handful of people that were into him, but he was generally disowned uh, by the area 
uh, and all the common people as well as the establishment out here. Uh, so keeping that in mind, now have a look at what you're likely to see at uh, an NJP event. Uh, I decided to use one of their live events because obviously this guy uh, and his cringe little podcast show uh, is not who's leaving stickers up. It's one of these crazy people in the crowd. And as you see, there's a lot of booing. Uh, he'll say somebody's name or the name of a concept, a lot of chanting, repetitive things, all of these things that you see uh, in, in typical cult activity, uh, repetition, uh, everybody clapping, trying to get uh, everybody else to, to, to say the thing, whatever the thing is with them. Um, and both Warren and the father are obviously trained public speakers. They know when to pause and let the applause go uh, and then when to jump back in. Uh, but they both look very uncomfortable during their pauses. So I kind of zoomed in. Uh, you can get a look at the weird expressions they make during the applause pauses. Uh, but in any case, this is uh, what the NJP uh, people are like. And uh, this is for educational as well as comedic purposes, but uh, just keep an eye more so on the reactions and the behavior of the crowd. Here we go. Thank you. Thank you. That's right. That's exactly right. This is an anti-white tyranny that we're living in. And it's now every founding member of the National Justice Party was present there at the Unite the Right rally in August of 2017. It's an anti-white tyranny, and this is why we founded the National Justice Party three years ago. Providence Village, Texas, East Palestine, Ohio, Nashville, Tennessee, Salina, New York, Gastonia, North Carolina, Chicago, Illinois, and many others. For the first time, give these guys a round of applause. All famous line by John Steinbeck in The Grapes of Wrath, wherever there's a cop beating up a guy, I'll be there. That's what I want the NJP to become. Wherever there's an anti-white hate crime, a double standard being covered up, we'll be there. Wherever there's an anti-white legislation in the pocket of the ADL or the Israeli lobby, we'll be there. We are not individualists. Larry Fink. National banking cartels, but the blood and soil community of our people. The Constitution of the United States is a fine document, but we are not slaves to it. The future where the last white man and the last white woman sink into their graves, replaced by racial foreigners, but it's okay because the people who replace them still follow the Constitution. If the day ever comes when following the Constitution means the death of our people, we absolutely reserve the right to alter or abolish it.
Thank you. What a crowd, enthusiastic, dedicated, and good looking, too. Flooding the West with non whites who breed like rabbits. After the bar closes, take the Broad Street subway back to your hotel downtown. Then tell me, if you're still able to speak, that the only difference between the races is the color of their skin. And conservatives, conservatives are just as dishonest. If you're a conservative and don't believe humans are contributing to global warming, try standing in the middle of a blacktop or concrete parking lot on a sunny day in the middle of July. Then walk into the woods adjoining that lot and see if there's any difference. Wow, some real fucking moments of genius right there. That's the master race for you. Uh, global warming is real because it's cooler in the forest than it is on hot blacktop. So, alter or abolish the Constitution. You heard that, right? He says if, if it comes that the Constitution is the death of his people, and his people isn't all white people. It's crazy white nationalists who are all extreme like this because they disavow everyone who doesn't agree with them as being a part of the Jewish conspiracy or homosexual or whatever. Okay. So his people is, you know, the people in that room are people like that. So if the constitution threatens to become the death of his people, then they reserve the right to alter or abolish it. Well, guess what? This is America and there's more of us who believe in the constitution. And if your people become a threat to it, we reserve the right to alter or abolish you. We whooped the Nazis asses one time, we could do it again, and we don't necessarily need the Russians' help this time. Uh, now, I know that we're funding a huge neo-Nazi army in the Ukraine, and probably that's uh, encouraging an uptick in this type of activity again. If you've noticed, we haven't seen this type of uh, neo-Nazi type of gatherings where they're chanting and they actually have a, a sizable group uh, and media presence since the 80s. Um, this guy, obviously, you look at him, uh, he, he's like a Gen X guy, uh, late Gen X. Uh, he probably came up in the 80s looking up to uh, those type of extremists uh, on the uh, white supremacist side that were kind of idolized in the uh, 1980s. Um, so. To put this type of uh, organization's sticker right across from the Peoria County Courthouse. Um, now you have to imagine this is right downtown um, in a pretty racially mixed city. There's going to be all sorts of Black, Indian, uh, Lebanese, uh, some Jews. Um, 
walking past this spot. So it's pretty bold to put it right there. This wasn't like a, uh, you know, a junior high kid with a, you know, drawing, scrawling a swastika underneath the, the bridge because it's like <laughs> shady and somebody come down here and think, <laughs> you know, this is obviously somebody um, who was bold in a very public uh, area. They knew that they would likely uh, be caught on some type of, uh, you know, security camera right there by the courthouse. I mean, come on. Um, and all of the businesses around it. So this person is bold uh, or else just really, really stupid. Uh, but in any case, uh, people in Peoria, uh, you know, have been alerted about it and they're kind of like upset. They're like, wow, that's, uh, we don't want that here. So that message uh, was sent to them. It's not a threat. It's just, you know, what it is. Um, that might have been a rumor about Peoria that they heard. It's racist. It's central Illinois. You know, maybe they heard that from some like far left person. And so they thought that that's what it was. But that's uh, not what it is out here. And it's just not. Okay. So meanwhile, uh, the same day that I come across this sticker, uh, the evildoers of, of Palestine decided to um, create some type of uh, war. So uh, have a look at what was going on. And then as an addendum, there is a clip of some people in London uh, celebrating uh, what you see in the clip in the beginning. So this is live right now, right outside where I live. All of these guys have gathered and 
they are celebrating the liberation and all these cars, they're all beeping as well in support. So maybe the dancing Israelis that people think that they saw after 9-11 was actually dancing Palestinians. Because you see, they kind of have a thing where they dance after the uh, you know attack uh, against their so-called or believed to be enemies. Uh, just putting that out there. Um, you never know, they could have been pretending to be Israelis. But in any case, what's going on uh, is far more graphic than what you saw right there. That one clip was a little bit uh, edited. You saw I kind of blurred it on the edge there. I don't want to get the stream uh, cut off for extreme gore because the dude's head was totally like bloody smashed and they were just stomping on his neck and everything. It was horrific. Uh, so you can see his bloody body being kicked, but uh, I think it, that was enough. Um, and, and I think that was enough to look at. Um, there, are there are women being kidnapped and raped, young uh, girls. Uh, it's, it's not pretty. Um, and for anyone to be celebrating that, um, either dancing in the street like that in London, um, or on the internet, something is wrong with you, all right? I don't care uh, if you don't support Israel. Um, I don't support um, the concept of a Palestine state, but I would not go onto social media or out in the street or any place celebrating and praising women and children being raped and killed just because they're from the other side. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Something is wrong with you. There's something that we know is wrong with them. This elephant in the room that nobody wants to talk about is called inbreeding, but that's, uh, you know, verboten because they'll put you in a box with people like those fucking NJP assholes that want to just eliminate people and have, a, a, you know, a unirational uh, America and all this crap, you know? So the gaslight, uh, you know, goes all over when 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 these type of conflicts break out. But have a look at this footage here, um, and it's just bizarre because the paragliders and everything. The first feeling I had when I first read a couple of little lines of text that Israel was being attacked. Um, was well, my first thought was always on Jewish holiday because it was the end of Sukkot and beginning of um Jemini and Zeret and um Simchas Torah. But then the second thought I had was America did this, U.S. is involved somehow, and then uh, later on after that, I found out that Biden had just thrown the Palestinians a shitload of billions of dollars. So 
yes, I understand that this was the anniversary of the Yom Kippur War, 73, and this is, you know, probably planning to do something on this date for some time. Uh, and obviously, Israeli intelligence is not as good and in everybody's business as they like to pretend to be, or else they would have been better prepared for this. Uh, but again, people were going to have to learn how to protect themselves more and more uh, as time goes on and rely less and less on the government. And it is good that people in Israel uh, generally are armed civilians generally tend to be armed. Uh, so that's helpful. Check out this video of how this uh, crazy invasion began. And watch right here, the, the paragliders, it's the weirdest shit, because there's rockets flying over these guys who are just paragliding right next to rockets flying trajectory right over them. I've never seen any type of military thing like this, any type of invasion function. Uh, other than maybe Japanese kamikaze, because that was they were very close to death right there. Um, and I mean, this this is crazy. Oh, and by the way, a lot of this equipment, uh, from what I understand, is black market equipment that was supposed to be in the Ukraine, but somehow got lost. You know, neo Nazis accidentally lost a bunch of shit that went to kill hundreds of Jews. Yeah, it was an accident. Uh, obviously, there's more to this story than it looks like. It wasn't just like one day all oh, Hamas got mad and decided, woo, we're going to start shooting rockets. And dudes were like, they're shooting rockets. Let's have some paragliders underneath them. No, this was like a very weird plan that uh, obviously has been being planned for some time. This uh, very sad uh, situation, a sad failure on behalf of the uh, Israeli government to not uh, be more, uh, you know, crushing this already, you know. Um, I'm anti-war, but the best way to stop a war is peace through superior firepower. If the other guy thinks that, hey, if I mess with these guys, they'll blow the fuck out of us, and we will perish, and there will be no war, there will just be dust. Then maybe I won't go and shoot rockets at their fucking cities, you know? 
Maybe I won't go kidnap their women. This is a time for Israelis and Jews around the world to remember that, uh, you know, Jews in the Bible were tough. These people uh, didn't survive, you know, all these thousands of years by uh, conforming to the niceties of the day and being polite. That's not the way it worked. Ever. Badges as a Muslim, I'm Palestinian. No, you're not. You're an Arab. I'm Palestinian. Palestine's not a country. There was, uh, you might have heard Rabbi Nachum Shifrin on a track uh, that I did with him and my Hadar project uh, that was called The Essential War. And it's talking about uh, Islamic extremism uh, that is, you know, taking root and uh, all, all this type of stuff. Uh, and I do differ with his viewpoint a little bit, but I agree with the premise. And that's why I went with the release because let me explain something to you. Until the Islamic world disowns these fucking insane Palestinians, they will constantly be associated with terrorism. I can, 
you know, defend to my friend, you know, at the coffee table. Well, you know, in real Islam, they're not supposed to be blowing shit up and blah, blah, blah. But it doesn't matter because they have not jettisoned the part of them that is doing this. They can tell us all day that, well, you know, Islam is against terrorism and those guys do not uh, follow what it says in the book. And that's all true because they don't follow what it says in the book. But if you still associate with them and promote their causes, then all of that looks empty. It sounds empty as fuck. All right. So, and this is the conflict between the East and the West. It is the, the Jews and the Palestinians. And it comes down to it because the following the East is represented largely by Islam because that's the most populous group. But the most vocal, loud, violent, and headline-grabbing group are the Palestinians. So as much as it sounds bad, oh, you throw your brothers under the bus or something like that, I mean, at a certain point, everybody has to disavow people who kill people, people who kill, rape, uh, you know, abuse, torture. All of this stuff is bad, all right? You can't continually represent about how religious you are if you put up with that. When I see Jews doing stuff that goes against Jewish values, where I'm like, blank, 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 you know, uh, whatever, code pink Jews are going against the Torah, this and that, I will fucking call them out, all right? And I will say, hey, do better. I don't see that in the Islamic world, telling the fucking Palestinians to do better. So, what's this news? Huh? What else is new? What can you do with people who don't want to come to the table and meet you where you're at? They want you to come to, to them, to meet them. And that's not the way the world works, especially not in the modern world. And uh, unfortunately, I, I, don't, I don't see a resolution to this conflict unless some very extreme changes are made in Israel. Uh, you know, Kahan-style changes. And if they're not going to make those changes, this type of shit is going to sadly continue. So it is what it is. Uh, but enjoy this advertisement and uh, pray for peace because war's a son of a bitch. Are you tired of being bullied for having a whack-ass boring wardrobe? Answer's simple. Get some style. Stop dressing like a chump. Get you some stylish gear from Fight Week. T-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, and much, much more. Merch.fightweek.com Look around and get rid of that whack-ass t-shirt you're wearing. You know you want to join the cool kids, gang. Fightweek.com